Welcome to Ready Layer One, a crypto podcast that focuses on the Near Protocol ecosystem. What's going on, updates, NFTs, news, and how it connects to the rest of the crypto space. This episode, Joe discusses all bridges integration with Near, security around crypto, and some basic crypto safety tips and tricks. We hope you enjoy. Hey, Jared. Hey, Joe. How are you? Uh, good. I thought we'd uh, kind of catch up midweek here because I think there were some really uh, interesting topics uh, in the crypto space, especially around uh, bridges and, and security. Some interesting things have happened. All right. Jump on in. Yeah. So I think the ber- first uh, exciting news is uh, from Near. Uh, they released something called Allbridge. And uh, Allbridge is really exciting because, uh, you know, we- we've talked about, you know, other other bridges in the past here, but Allbridge now actually connects near to Terra, Solana, and Celo. And so that actually puts them now to 12 different networks now uh, connect pretty seamlessly to, to near. Uh, and this is exciting because, again, the, the more interoperability that you can kind of move your tokens across uh, networks, I think is huge. And that's great for near uh, to be able to have that. And the big one here is the Solana bridge, because when we talked about previously, a lot of people are coming over from Solana, both developers and users uh, are, are making the move from Solana to near due to network issues and all different other things that are going on there. So to now have a bridge that allows it um, to, you know, connect with both, you know, uh, you know, EVM and non-EVM chains. Uh, and, and allow Solana to be part of that is is huge. So how does like as a user, does that work? If I'm on Solana and I have Sol, I can jump onto Allbridge and transfer it over to Near. And does it automatically convert to Near or does it stay as like Near Sol or something? Does it like wrap it? Yeah, no, great, great, great question. So it actually, so you'd actually jump onto something like, uh, like Ref Finance. So, so some kind of DEX platform. Okay. And so they'll they'll handle all the heavy lifting for you, right? So they'll so they can now leverage that bridge. And so now you go onto Ref Finance, you have Soul, you can quickly within seconds take that and exchange it into Near uh, with very minimal fees or anything like that. All right, I get you now. And also Ref Finance, it's like it's I think it just suffers from a bad name, but that is such a slick yeah interface with the near wallet though yeah. they did in the early days have a hack and they had to return yeah. some money that was like that we're talking earlier like last year before near was on anyone's radar but they did right. have a hack yeah yeah and i mean and that that listen that, that's always the challenge when you have any kind of exchange or bridging yeah you know i, I think the biggest weak points are always right like i as a user I authorize my wallet to someplace that's not, I'm not supposed to, right? That's a weak point because they can then execute code that maybe pulls money on my wallet, right? So as long as I don't do that, my money is safe. As long as I'm smart about it, you know, and and how I connect my wallet, I'm in good shape. The next kind of big spot where, you know, the security maybe gets a little bit trickier are things like, you know, these exchange platforms where I go on and I'm going to transfer my money. And that's the same thing here where uh, you don't really want to let it sit and you want to really make sure that the transaction, you know, goes through quickly that you then have it in a wallet that is secure 
And that also, if you need, to, if you have authorized your wallet to that exchange, that you deauthorize it and you go through those steps. And like, then you can be safe. But yeah, bridge is always because anytime you have some kind of conversion, you know, that's where uh, both mistakes can happen from coding, but also to their possibility for weak points. You know, nothing is truly completely secure. Um, so that's that's always an issue. Ah, okay, cool. When and when does that launch? So it's already available. If you go on Ref Finance, you, you can actually exchange your Solana today, um, which is really amazing. Yeah, that's wild. And also Terra, like, man, the yeah. future is seems to be these just like multiple chains that like there will be sort of fans it kind of reminds me it, it reminds me of a sports yep where people have their team mm-hmm. and they love their team you know i'm a near fan someone's a solana fan someone's an eth fan someone's a terra luna fan you know everybody's got their yep. you know oasis network has their fans absolutely and you you dive into that ecosystem but for specific use cases might jump over to another ecosystem to do something and just getting that knowledge around like okay don't use your main wallet create another wallet now go take that wallet you're going on you know yeah there is risk in those moments absolutely yeah you know and and the change of the mental model for people here is that you know again rightly or not most people trust like i have my money in a bank account my debt as long as i don't have my debit card doesn't get compromised my money is safe right it's the same kind of thing here except you don't have the bank who's supposed to be doing security for you you are in control yourself so there's pros and cons to that right like of like yes i'm not worried about someone else being in the middle of that but i also have to be the one to do the right thing yeah and for me personally i love that about crypto that i control my own absolutely yeah. my, my own coins and all that I don't know if everybody does. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, it can't be expected that everybody really wants to do that. Right. And so when we talk about like mainstream conversations of how do you get this stuff to become mainstream, you're going to have to find ways to simplify some of this stuff. Um, There are too many steps that, you know, uh, to get somebody going and to get people to understand it. So we'll get there. It's like any new technology. But, you know, it's really important that, you know, people's are taking the time to learn before they start acting on stuff because you are in control. Oh yeah, totally. And, uh, it's all fun until you lose some money or losing. I've, I've had all those things happen to me. I've been scammed. I've lost yeah. wallets. I've, I mean, you know, I've, I've trial by fire. Is that what it is? That's what I've done. Yeah. No, I mean, that, but that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. And I think, and this all wraps up though, one of the things I wanted to jump on midweek here is because like we keep seeing these articles come out about different hacks, especially at exchanges, especially at, you know, some of these different coins and stuff and different platforms are, are running into really large hacks. We're talking multi-million dollar, um, you know, thefts, I guess, you know, of what's happening. And what has stuck out to me about all of these one is obviously it's like, you know, uh, don't assume everything is just safe, you know, because everything is new and that should apply to everything you do in the world anyways nowadays, but because everything is electronic, but these especially, but what you're seeing is that it looks like a lot of these hacks are related to an exploitation of a smart contract somewhere in that exchange. So whether it's, 
um, you know, one of the ones that came out, you know, like, so Polygon, they have a stable coin that got um, exploited. And, and, you know, that was, I guess, on the smaller side, it was still $13 million. But that was an exploitation of an issue with the smart contract in there, you know. And so those are the things where, again, it's everyone is still learning, right? Like this, if I build a system nowadays, you know, traditional, you know, uh, regular web two architecture type of setup, you know, there are so many best practices about security. There's so many ways to vet that, to go through different security models and you still might get hacked. Like that, there's nothing that's foolproof. Well, here in, in, you know, all the new stuff here with the blockchain and different decentralization stuff, there are the beginnings of obviously best practices, but we are nowhere near the, the level of expertise. And there's no one, there aren't people who are truly, you know, uh, as proficient as you would see in our current Web2 model. And so there's going to be mistakes that happen. Again, like this is all still humans, you know, doing all of this work and coding and there, you know, you're going to make mistakes and there's going to be things you're going to miss. The biggest change here is that when I actually do <laughs> maybe make a mistake because it's financial related and there is money for all of this, that, you know, a lot can be at stake. and I could lose a lot of money. Oh, man, Joe, this is the kind of podcast that's important. You know, it's not the fun glamour of like NFTs and markets and right. pumps and all that, but it's the true like in the game. Be very aware. Err on the side of caution. I was going to ask about security. So you saw Apple released the tap to pay mm -hmm. with their phone and they're integrating, they say, crypto by the end of 2022. Yeah. So this to me is, was this everywhere? Like, I feel like I didn't see it in many places. I saw it, but it should be really big news because a lot of people have iPhones. I use my Apple Pay all the time. It took to a credit card. And then eventually you know, crypto.com or Coinbase will have a credit card that they can, you can use crypto to pay. Well, Coinbase, Coinbase already has that. Coinbase already has a card that you yeah. can use crypto to pay. Yeah. That can be connected to your iPhone. Yeah. And to me, I always say the hardest part of moving assets around is getting them from a bank into the crypto space because it sure. just takes days. And like, you want your bank to think you're doing something shady try to move more than $10,000. Right, right, right. <laughs> Suddenly they're like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Who are you? Yep. I need some ID. I need some, it's going to take a couple days. How do you think that'll affect security when it comes in? Because if it's, you know, kind of cutting out, maybe not cutting out the banks because there's still Visa and all. That. Yeah, you're not cutting out that. So I think the model is going to be what Coinbase is doing today. So Coinbase is... It's interesting. So I have, I can have my different tokens in my Coinbase wallet, right? So I can have, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, even smaller ones like the graph or a stable coin, you know, any of those things like can be in my wallet. I can then pick what I want to use out of there. So if I have a transaction I want to make, let's say I want to use my Bitcoin. Okay. So I go into my, my store, whatever store, it could be a coffee shop, whatever it might be. And I go to pay, you know, it's translated into regular dollars. I'm not exchange. I'm not giving the coffee shop Bitcoin. What's happening is that in real time, they are exchanging 
my Bitcoin for cat for fiat and then making the transaction. And so that's what's happening. So what, what I think what Apple's going to probably do too is very similar of that of like, I can hold whatever crypto in my wallet. And then when I make that thing, it's it's, it's that exchange essentially just happens. That seems really cool to me. Like if I can start going to the grocery store, buy my groceries with like crypto gains. Yeah. That'll be a cool moment. Well, it's, it's potentially huge, right? In the sense of, you know, I mean, again, uh, let's, I don't want to talk about taxes. I don't know enough to ever talk about that type of stuff, but, but like, you know, yeah, if you are in this space and you are a true believer in the currency of cryptocurrency, you know, and you say, I want, I want to invest my money there and I am putting, you know, portions of my paycheck there. I'm doing all of this stuff to not have to worry about, you know, oh, I need to be liquid now. And I want to go do something to be able to just on the fly. Oh, yeah. In my wallet right now, I have saved a thousand dollars of Bitcoin and I want to make this large purchase. You know, yeah, don't be right. Like, there's still fees. Right? There's still, you're still getting charged your fees and everything else. But the simplicity of that is key. Agree. And just the fact that Apple's talking about crypto and their wallet in the same sentences or their phone in the same press releases. Yeah. Yeah, is so huge. Yeah, no, it's huge. Now, I think what's important here is how this relates to some of this bridge conversation is that like that does not include that does not involve a bridge. Right. So when I'm on using my coin, Coinbase card, I'm not using a bridge. Coinbase is handling all of that. So, yes, they might be using their own bridging in the background, you know, but for me as the end user, I don't have to worry about going to an exchange or any kind. I already have that in my wallet. Coinbase is going to do what they need to do. And I can just, I can just go. So when we talk about security of it, again, my security starts to become as secure as my wallet, both my digital crypto wallet, as well as my physical wallet of my debit card or credit card in my wallet. Right. You know, I can, you know, I mean, there's been a million hacks There's hacks all the time of people's, you know, debit cards constantly. You know, I think I've been through like five in the past two years, but like, so that I can only control so much. But as long as I have those things in my control from a security standpoint, it's, it's, I, it's a lot, it's a lot better. Since we just had a good midweek hang and this is our first time and security is incredibly important. I would say maybe one of the most important things about crypto that doesn't often get discussed as much because it is a bit more technical and not as exciting as say an NFT drop. Right, right. Um, what are some tips that you would give somebody listening? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost is like protect your protect your wallet. You know, so uh, and you may have multiple wallets if you are on multiple chains. If you're on near Oasis Ethereum, you might gonna have multiple wallets. Protect your wallet. You know, make sure that your your passcodes for it are, are very safe. If you can set up two-factor authentication for things, uh, that's really important. Uh, make sure you deauthorize uh, your wallet from websites when you are done. Uh, and make sure when you connect your wallet to a website, you are at the correct website. It, people, That's a big one where people are cloning websites. It looks the same. It feels the same. There's maybe a couple letters that are off in the URL. 
and that's it. So be careful there. Two, if you are making a transaction, try to use a wallet that only has the amount of funds that you need for that transaction. So whether you're buying an NFT, you're going to an exchange. Again, don't don't if you have a wallet with a, a lot of tokens in it, really be careful about that. Get a burner wallet. There, you know, wallets are free. You know, get another wallet. Put put only what you need in there, and and do your transaction. Uh, as best as you can. If you are a novice, if you if you are not comfortable with this, uh, leverage the big guys. You know, um, you know, it's, you know, I know people don't always have the best thing to say sometimes about things like Coinbase and stuff like that, but really, you know, leverage those because they're the ones who are going to probably one, uh, actually, you know, be able to refund you if something goes wrong, you know, cause they have the backing and they hopefully have made tools easy enough for the average user to use. So those I think are, are really good things. And then lastly, uh, really make sure you are clear and read the prompts as you are making a transaction. Uh, people get caught up so many times because you're going fast. You're just, you, you're so used to and conditioned to click okay on everything. Just get me out of the screen. Let me get to the transaction. Uh, take your time, read it carefully, know what's going on because it's a little bit different where when I pay with my my crypto wallet for something, I'm opening up my wallet where if something is nefarious, you know, they can take that. Where if I go to a grocery store, I use my debit card. The worst thing that might happen is somebody hack that thing now has my debit card and makes a separate purchase. The grocery store is not going to liquidate my funds from there. That's not how that works. Somebody else, it's, it's multiple steps. And my money my, probably is insured, I think. It's not in crypto. Uh, you can't go that same mental model. It, you have to be hyper vigilant with everything right now. Uh, it's probably going to only get worse. But uh, if you're smart and you're careful, uh, there is a lot of opportunity there. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's great advice, Joe. And uh, as this uh, series keeps happening, we'll be updating people with security tips and tricks for sure. And as the space develops, there will be more and more and that'll be good. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. well, Joe, good to have a midweek hang. Uh, yeah. Talk to you this weekend, man. Have a great day. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant 